podcast episode of Car Sales 101. Sorry for the delay there. It's kind of weird. I think the music's really loud. So if it is really loud, please let me know because it seemed really loud in my eardrums, but I might have the volume turned up. So anyways, all right, before we get into this podcast, this podcast, um, you know, I usually don't do, uh, it's been a while since I've done Friday um, podcasts where, you know, I teach how to overcome an objection and stuff like that. And like I said, when y'all hit me up with stuff, it gives me ideas sometimes to uh, create a podcast or give y'all content. So this one goes out to Mark. He's hit me up before. Konchinski, and I don't know if I said his name right. But anyways, uh, shout out to Mark for giving me um, some content to do on a podcast. Uh, And then he hits me up every once in a while with questions and stuff like that. And, you know, telling me how the month's going and things. So, you know, y'all are more than welcome to hit me up with that stuff. I actually love it. I enjoy it. Uh, I like cheering you on, you know, just like I like anybody else. But... Before I get into the podcast, um, if y'all want to know how to connect with me, connect with me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E, Instagram, at TNT Dad 2728 and then LinkedIn, Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name Story. Um, other than that, if you got good content, and if you're getting good content and value out of this uh, podcast, please share it with somebody. Understand I live in the Houston market, so it's a very competitive market. So some information I might give you here might not really go towards your market. Plus, I'm speaking from experience. I would consider myself somewhat of a subject matter expert. Um, but other than that, you know, if it works, that's great. If it doesn't, then adjust and see what works for you. Don't always take my word for it because, like I said, I'm in a very competitive market. Okay? So, anyways, let's get into this podcast. I'm going to try to make it long enough to where I can do a commercial because I made, I'm up to $200 so far. So, I don't know how many episodes it's taken me, but it's taken me a little bit. But long story short, guys... Um, I don't get paid for this, so not a lot. So it's basically what the Anchor app allows me to make money off of. But other than that, I'm not not raking in thousands of dollars of sponsors. So, or I would be making podcast episodes out the wazoo. Um, But with that being said, um, so basically, Mark hit me up and he kind of detailed it out for me. Is that if y'all want to follow him, follow his journey um, in car sales. And I think he's been in the business for a while. But the thing is, is whenever we sit there and um, you have a customer that comes in the dealership and they're just you know doing an information day, you know, and, and they collect all the information and you walk them through most of the process. Um, next thing you know, they go home and they have to think about it or they have to compare it to other models or brands or something like that. And then all of a sudden their life gets turned upside down, right? How do you hook them in? How do you get them back in the dealership? And how do you handle them while they're in the dealership with you? And I mean, these are all great questions, and I'll just tell you from my experience what I do. So when a customer comes in the dealership and they say, we're not here to buy a day, it's just an information day, um, one of the things I did not agree with that he does at his dealership is they don't appraise the trade. Um, I, th- may, I think that's what he said, because the vet book values change month after month. Um, we all know once you put an appraisal on the system, really all you got to do is put the miles and adjust it. Um, other than that, you need to ask them particular questions, whether you know, the check engine line or whatnot. So I think whenever a customer comes in the dealership, I do, I do two things, you know, I say, Hey, look, you know, are, is this an information day for you? You know, what are we looking at? And they tell me that they're looking at this particular model. Um, but they're comparing it to other models. So first and foremost, you know, to overcome certain objections and things like that, you don't want to turn a customer off when a customer sits there and tells you to look at other models, other makes and models, you know, so man, that's a great choice. I'm glad you put us in that lineup of, of those vehicles. I think we all make great vehicles, um, but you know, we all have our differences. And I think we're in, and I always tell them, I think we're Ford kind of, you know, um, leads the charges in the technology portion of it. 
Um, Quality-wise, I think we're one of the better quality vehicles. But other than that, you're comparing us to this, this, and this. You know, I think those are all good quality vehicles. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to it, um, I think we, you know, we we break the mold in technology and our body design and our body styling. But other than that, you know, definitely, um, I'm glad you gave us the opportunity to look at look at our particular vehicle. And I'm glad that you're going to sit there and either add us or eliminate us because that just makes it so much more better for us. Um, so, and I always tell them to go look at the other other model lines if I can't close them down that day because I want to sit there and I want to make sure for sure that my vehicle is included in their selection or it's eliminated because the thing is, is when you're trying to sell a product to somebody that, you know, they haven't looked at other makes or models, then they don't know whether or not they're missing out on something or that other particular maker model has something. And that you can only tell somebody so much, but when you sit there and say, hey, you know, the, the, the Chevy, whatever it is, it's a piece of shit or, you know, the Toyota, whatever, it's a piece of shit. When you do that, you're making the time that they took, whether it be two hours, two minutes, or two days or two months, that time they took to narrow it down to three different models, you just pretty much told them that they're stupid. That they've taken all this time to do research and that they picked out stupid models and your model is the best model. So, you know, I always sit there and tell them to make sure that they go test drive the models. Um, if they do end up making a purchase through there, just let me know. Um, send them me a referral my way or whatever. Uh, but other than that, you know, I always tell them to go look at those so they, they see value in your product. Because when you negotiate and they haven't seen other vehicles, you're, 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 you have no leverage. You're not negotiating from a, from a good standpoint because you, they, they don't see other products. So therefore, they don't hold the value to your product just yet. Okay. So next thing you get into, and I always ask them, hey, is, is this going to be replacing a vehicle or are you just going to be adding to your fleet of vehicles at the house? And if they say they're going to be replacing a vehicle, I say, okay, cool. Um, what I'd like to do that way, you know, we serve both of our times very easily is while you're looking and doing some research, let's get your vehicle appraised and that way we can always have that in the system. So whether it be two days from now, two months from now, or two weeks from now, we can pull that up because all you have to do is just give me the miles as long as nothing can change, nothing changes in the overall condition of the body of the vehicle. Um, what we can do is we can give you an amount on the vehicle, right? Um, the trading amount on the vehicle. Uh, at any time that way it makes base both be best use of both of our times because what happens is if you don't appraise their vehicle they go and then all of a sudden you have to do a side unseen appraisal and it just doesn't make any sense at that point so i always recommend that you get their trade appraised while they're there okay so those are the two things i do now at this point after you've done all this right the next step comes should you present them with numbers and I always ask a customer, say, hey, look, did you, would you like to review some numbers so that you know what the current incentives and rebates like to do this month, right? Um, and, and what you do is you kind of make, make them make it their decision. Because if you force it upon them, hey, let me get some numbers from my manager so that way you'll have something to think about. You know, what you do is you almost make them uncomfortable because they didn't want to get into numbers. I mean, just say, hey, look, just that way you have a clue of what's going on. So basically... You know, if you go down the road and you see that the incentives aren't as good there or are better there, you know that, hey, this is a good time to capture a deal um, and, and move forward, right? So, and that's what typically, that's what I try to do, okay? So, once you've gotten to that step, do you go over the numbers with them? I say yes if they allow you to, no if they don't. But then what I would do is kind of discuss your rebates and incentives. You know, bring your manager out there at that point if you don't know the rebates or incentives, or if your manager allows you to know the rebates and incentives and how they package and how they bundle together, then you can present those. 
Um, you know, and I always do, I say, hey, look, right now, this month we have 0% on these particular vehicles. And this has happened to a lot of us in the car business, right? Um, last month, if you're listening to this right now, we just finished off December. We're in January and January are typically slow because we push a lot of business forward in December. But with that being said, you know, the thing is, is what happens is a lot of incentives change from December to January. And, you know, you always want to put a sense of urgency in a customer. But the other thing is, is that you don't want to sit there. Uh, you don't want to almost you know, push them or stuff like that. But the thing is, you have to get them to understand, hey, look, the rebates might change next month. And that's what typically what happens. So that way the customer doesn't come in and be like, well, why don't you tell me the rebates change every month? And everybody knows that, but you always want to sit there and protect yourself and not create that conflict. Hey guys, before we go any further, I want y'all to listen to this little one minute commercial that I made for one of the sponsors, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, or anything else that comes up. Just give me one minute. It's how I get paid. I don't make a whole lot of money. But what it does is just, it, it keeps me going, guys. All right, so give me one minute. I'll be right back. All right, guys, I am back. All right, so back on to the rebates and incentives and whether they're good for that month and they carry on to the next month. I always recommend that you do do that um, and say, hey, look, you know, the next month they might be a little bit better. They might be a little bit worse. We don't know. And the customer's always like, well, you don't have an idea. And I always tell them no, you know. We really don't, and we all in the car business know that that's true. We don't know what the rebates and incentives are until the day before or that next day, okay? We have no clue. Now, they might give us a little bit of insight on some things, but we don't get anything crazy. Like, we don't know whether they're going to do 0% on, you know, um, Shelby Mustangs. We don't know that, and if they do do that, they wouldn't tell us anyways. So that's one key thing you have to really remember, okay? So once the customer leaves, I always think, I always believe you should have a good follow-up in place, okay? Uh, I just recently watched a CBT car business today, I think is whatever it is. I watched their little thing and, you know, they talk about text messaging, email, and video, video, right? And I've told you all this in previous podcasts. You know, the one thing is when you're sitting there and you're talking to the customer, you're building rapport, right? You pick out little key things, whether that be you know, what they do for a living, whether they kid, their kids had a special event that they had to get to, you know, birthday, whatever it is, you pick out those little things. And when you're sitting there and you're following up with a customer, you try to remember those things and ask how that event went or ask how the kids are doing or ask them, you know, how work's going or ask them any sort of thing because you have to pick up these little tidbits and what that does. And even in some of the stuff I've seen recently, and I, I still believe this, you know, car sales isn't dead. It sells is still a very active profession. And, you know, because people don't buy from uh, dealerships, they buy from people. And so with that being said, you remembering those little things, those little nuances, those little nuggets, it makes that customer feel as if they're truly a customer to you and not a number. Uh, and I believe you, you should make them feel as a customer, not a number. But the thing is, is that you have to sit there and make yourself stand out. So when the customer does leave, if you send them a quick little video, hey, hey, Joe, this is Tony Story um, over here. And I'm going to use my dealership, Legacy Ford. Man, I really appreciate you spending the time with me uh, to learn about the Explorer. I hope you got to look at the, you know, the Highlander and the um, Kia Telluride. Um, those are both great vehicles. Um, I hope I'm still in the running and that you haven't eliminated me yet. Um, if you have any more questions, please don't hesitate to re reach out to me. You know, if you're still asking, if you got confused between any of the vehicles. Other than that, really look forward to selling your car. And you can do that via video. Um, and I always recommend using video because it sets you apart from everybody else. Because I'm telling you, as much as y'all think, you know, 
Even at my dealership, it's hard getting them a loss on this video messaging system. But guys, at the end of the day, what it does is it sets you apart and makes you more personable to that customer. They know that you have a family, they know that you have a life, they know that you have kids, they know that you have things that you have to support. And so they have more feelings towards you. Now, here's the thing. You know sometimes you'll call the customer up and all of a sudden life got turned upside down. And this has happened to us in the car business, you know, where we've called a customer and, you know, a, a family member has passed away. And, you know, at that point in time, you know, do you sit there and be like questioning it and stuff like that? I don't think you do. But you always sit there and send out your prayers or your wishes, whatever your religion is. Say, man, I really hate to, be, I hate to hear that. If you, if you, you know, I'll touch base with you, whether it be a week from now. I mean, I don't want to put any pressure on you. I just know you're really in the market to buy a vehicle. So take care of that. And I'll just touch base with you in a week. Um, and I'll just send you text messages and hope all is well with you and your family through these hard times. Um, because your ultimate goal, yes, is to sell them a vehicle, but don't be an incon uh, inconsiderate asshole, okay? Um, have, have feelings towards people because that's just plain wrong. Um, but, you know, obviously life gets turned upside down. So the other thing is you really have to think about this, right? And I talked about this in one of my meetings the other day. Um, what does Amazon, Uber, and um, Airbnb, and... Um, Uber Eats and DoorDash, what do they all have in common, right? And y'all are thinking, well, I don't know. And it's really simple. Some of y'all already figured it out. They have convenience in mind. They have all have convenience. Amazon's not the cheapest place to go buy products. We all know that, right? But it's the most convenient way to go buy products. Um, when you go pick up groceries and you just order them online curbside pickup, it's because of convenience. It's not because of price. It's always more, it's always more expensive, right? The other thing is, is guys, with Uber Eats, you know, having food delivered, a $7 meal delivered for you for two bucks, once again, it's convenience. It's not about price. And that's what you have to take your mind out of whenever you're calling the customer, that it's not always about price, it's about convenience. Life got turned upside down. And this is where the industry, I think, is gonna change, but at the end of the day, hey, I know things got turned upside down. Is there anything that I can make easier for you? You know, can I get my finance manager on the on the phone? Can we do the online credit application? That way you don't have to come to the dealership and I'll get it all taken care of for you. And that's one thing, you know, you have to sit there and know whether your dealership has different rules for that stuff, but that's one thing you gotta be very uh, apt to. Man, I picked a scab on my legs, guys, and I'm bleeding on my blanket. Okay, that yeah, should be all better now. That's kind of crazy. Um, but anyways, you know, that's the thing y'all really have to think about. How do I make it more, once my customer leaves the dealership, is it, about, is it about price, payment, or convenience? And that's the thing. You have to figure out over you know, communication via text message, phone, uh, email, it's about convenience at that point for the most part. It's not always about price or anything else. So how do I make it more convenient to purchase the vehicle that they came in and looked at? And that's one reason why I think a lot of customers don't buy vehicles is for the convenience factor. So, you know, make sure you understand that. And then the other things, it might be about price, it might be about payment, but how do I keep that customer, you know, engaged in me? And I think that you, I honestly think that you should make it more convenient for them if they want to purchase a vehicle. And, you know, it, Mark, whenever he was going through the text messages, how do I lure them back into the dealership? And, and it's like I said, you might not always be able to lure them back in the dealership, but one of the key things he brought up is that customers are looking for your trade still. And I, and I agree with that one. 
you know, I obviously think that, you know, that, that you should sit there and, and legitimately, if you have a customer that's interested in that vehicle, and if you know how to use your, your tools and your CRM, you can put different vehicles um, that customers, you can have a wish list for customers um, for different vehicles that they're looking at. So, um, but anyways, I'm doing a lot of ums. Let me put some water in the mouth because I'm getting kind of caught in the mouth. No, no weed smoker here. I, don't I haven't smoked weed, even though I'm thinking about it. I did drink beer the other day, guys. I do apologize for that. It was on Wednesday. Um, in fact, I really didn't enjoy it too much. So I don't know if I'm going to go back to ever drinking again. But my knee kind of hurts, so I'm trying to run a marathon. But before I go off on these tangents too much, um, you know, when a customer does leave, yes, it is hard to get them back to the dealership. But you can use all, utilize all those tools. You know, rebates and incentives might change next month. Now, if the rebates and incentives change next month, I always call them on the first or second day that they change. Say, hey, man, I got great news. They changed in your favor. Or, hey, great news. They did not change in your favor, but we were able to kind of manipulate the numbers to still keep that same deal in line. Same thing goes with the, the rebate or the trade-in. You know, hey, Mr. Customer, new month, new, new books. Um, would you like to re-quote me? And then I always use this kind of line, okay, can we re-quote you this month? There's all different sort of things you can use. I don't think there's an end all that bees all, but you know, you have to sit there and go through all the whole slew of database, uh, all whole slew of everything you can, um, because ultimately you want to sell them a car. And, I, I, and the thing is, is you always have to tell a customer that too, not to go too much off on a tangent, but you know, when a customer comes in the dealership and I take a turn, a legitimate turn on a customer, I say, hey, look, Mr. Customer, I understand, you know, you're telling me you're, you're just shopping right now. You gotta understand, we speak two different languages. And I told a customer this today. Hey, you gotta understand, we speak two different languages and we're trying to learn the language of the consumer a little bit better. But basically, you're telling me shopping. My goal is to sell you a car at the end of the day. So I might come off a little um, too much and you might not like that, but at the end of the day, Please understand, I have one ultimate goal in mind, and that's to sell you a car, and that's all I really, really want to do. I do want to make sure you're getting all the information. I want to make sure you make an educated decision. But if I ask you to marry me on the first date, please don't get mad because that's what my ultimate goal is. And the other thing is, we're not a museum. We don't, we don't keep cars. We don't want to keep cars. We want to sell every single one of them because we have to pay interest on all these vehicles, whether your dealership floors vehicles or they don't floor vehicles. And what flooring vehicles is taking a line of credit out because most dealerships don't pay cash for their cars. Uh, but with that being said, you know, the one thing you really truly have to understand is that, um, guys, the consumer and you are speaking two different languages. And, and it's very, very, very hard um, for us in the car business to understand that. But that's one thing we really have to learn how to understand more, which I think would definitely change the whole inside of how people think about the car business. Um, but guys, I want to thank Mark for giving me some, um, you know, if y'all hear the creaking of the bed, I don't know, it's so damn loud. But guys, I want to thank, Mark, I want to thank you for giving me some um, quality information or, or giving me something to give y'all context on. Um, if y'all have anything, please hit me up. I love giving y'all, I love doing these podcasts. I love, I love recording them because I get to kind of talk through things and think about things. So the other thing is, guys, um, if you got a lot of good content out of this, make sure y'all are sharing this with somebody. Give me a five-star review if you're on um, 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 Apple. Uh, it's very easy to use. The other thing is, if you're on any other ones, I'm pretty sure they're, they're pretty easy to leave a review. Uh, if you want to connect with me, connect with me on Facebook, Tony Story, S-T-O-R-I-E. On Instagram, at TNTDad2728. 
on LinkedIn, Tony in parentheses, Anthony, last name, story. Um, and the other thing, guys, if y'all want to create websites or you want me to create, create a website for you, hit me up. I don't mind doing it. Uh, I want to see how it works. Um, I want to show you how it works. But I also want y'all to understand car business, car business is changing. Internet leads coming from third, three, third party sources and even the, the, the vendor itself, the manufacturer itself is a dying breed. It's going away. You're going to have to learn how to generate leads yourself. Floor traffic is going away. Everything, a lot of things are changing in the industry. You need to be ahead of the curve. So if you want to hit me up, I'll do it with phone sites. If not, I'll just give you my affiliate link and you can log in and do it yourself. Other than that, guys, this could be the hardest five-figure business or the easiest six-figure business. It is what you make it. Very last thing is, guys, we all win when we all win. So please take this information and share it with everybody. And not just guys, gals too, guys. You know I love you. All right, you know what's coming next. Peace.